to the first ever episode of Chen Bros and Company. My name is Ryan Chen. And I'm Dean Chen, the dude who never got started on his sourdough starter. Oh, there you go. Uh, so to give you listeners a little bit of background, our show is quite simple in its concept. Every episode, Dean and I will pitch our top five lists for just about any topic we can come up with. Food, gaming, sports, movies, you name it, and we'll do it. Now, in today's episode, in honor of the now bankrupt Chuck E. Cheese, we're going to be talking about each of our top five arcade games of all time. You know, the ones you see at a boardwalk or pier, amusement park, or Las Vegas casino. How we're going to classify what constitutes a quote-unquote arcade game will be pretty straightforward. The game you name has to be commonly known in any one of those settings that I've previously mentioned. It can be classic or it can be modern. An example of a classic would be something like Pong, and an example of a modern arcade game would be something like Dance Dance Revolution. And as a friendly reminder, uh, these lists aren't necessarily America's top five arcade games. These are just our personal favorites. All right, so Dean, how about you get us started with your number five? Yeah, you know, Ryan, I, I had two strong objections to uh, your uh, introduction over there. The first is that Chuck E. Cheese is not bankrupt. It's far from it, in fact. They have shifted entirely to a delivery food-only model. They are financially viable, and... Yeah, no, I, I can't do this. Rip, rip Chuck E. Cheese. Just, so they are dead. Yeah, Just for the they, record. They ripped the Chuck E. Cheese. I, I don't think they're bankrupt yet, but they're I like they're they're kind of treading water. We'll, we'll kind of put it that way. Uh, it's not looking too good for them. Um, it will become, uh, just quick side note, it will become real life Five Nights at Freddy's. You've played the game, right? Or have you? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I've I've played Five Nights at Freddy's. It was just as terrifying as advertised, and hopefully yeah. we um, were able to give our viewers just as much entertainment value as uh, Freddy Fosbear can uh, to his uh, helpless victims. But in any case, uh, the second thing I took uh, issue to is the idea that Dance Dance Revolution is a quote-unquote modern game. I mean, how mm. how modern are we talking about here? I, I'm pretty sure the first one of those must come out early 2000s, maybe even the 90s. So... Uh, how that's talking like 20 30 years uh ago so we we all know that pong and something like pac-man th those are uh definitely classic video sure. games they're very simple um sure. and very straightforward they're um they're not as kind of technologically advanced as some of the ones like dance dance revolution um so i don't technologically advanced is kind of a relative term i guess but sure yeah so Anyway, uh, you know, enough enough about the uh, side talk here. Let's, uh, let's get right into it. Um, you want my number five? I'll give you my number five. My number five is Stacker. Stacker, oh. if, uh, as you might recall, is a, one of those kind of claw machine-like games where you're presented with an impossible task and a minuscule chance of winning anything. But if you manage to do it, the prizes can be great. Um, it basically consists of, you know, a, 
a slowly moving block, basically, and you're supposed to stack, basically, a tower of blocks all the way to the top as it moves side to side. Uh, or as the block moves side to side, you hit a button and it stops at a certain point, then the next kind of row up, it goes faster and faster. Hopefully you've seen this uh, machine uh, before. I'm generally not a huge fan of, you know, prize dispense, like direct prize dispensing games like the, like the, uh, like Stacker, like the Claw Machine, just because of the degree of difficulty for the, you know, lack of payout. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good game. I, it's always, it, it's the kind of, it, I'll, I'll be honest, it was the only one of those where I felt I had a crying chance, you know, mm -hmm. a, a, you know, any kind of chance, basically. Did I say crying chance? I meant crying shame chance. Wow. Crying uh, shame It's not, chance. it's not, it's, it's okay. Chance the Rapper. All right. Uh, the yeah. Big day. All right. Um, it is. It is. It is a big day for this show. It is. It is day. It's number our one. season premiere. Um, it's it's you know a what? big day. I, I'm. I'm actually quite surprised that that's not higher up in your list. That's. Uh, I know when Dean and I have gone to arcades, um, he always goes to Stacker. Um, much like my number one, you'll see. But, um. You know, Dean. Dean is actually. I, I will give you this. You are very good at that game. I don't know what it is. I can't get past that first level. You know. So you know how there's like a first level, then that second level. You can choose to stop once you hit that first level to get a smaller prize, or you can make it or big. Or just go all out. Exactly and risk it all. I've done the first it. prize a couple times. I've which is pretty good. Never. Pretty good. Like I, I've, I've, I, I don't think I've ever gotten to the second level. Well, I I will hand it to you. You're you're good at it, and there's a reason why it's not on my list uh, because I I suck at it. Fair fair enough. Fair enough. So I'll give you my number five. Uh -huh. uh, I don't know if you'll know it by name, but it's it's called Smoking Token. The Smoking Token, of the course. The Smoking yeah, Token. I'll, I'll be honest. I that that would that it was either going to be snack, snack stacker or that one. Oh really? Five probably. Perfect. Um, yeah, so so well, basically, smoking token uh, on the outside, what it looks like is this uh, penny that, with sunglasses and I think a beanie or a helmet. And a, a penny is is basically skiing down a slope. Um, and the premise of the game is that you you uh, you insert a coin and you time it. So there's like this spinning wheel, and you time the coin so that it gets you the uh whatever number tickets it appears on that uh spinning wheel now the thing i would like about smoke and token um in comparison to other games that potentially can rip you off for your coins is that smoke and well, token I, I mean we have to what we what we have to acknowledge here is yeah. that arcades just are a ripoff they do yeah right? that's true uh, that's there's, true there's a reason why uh, you know unfortunately arcades have really kind of lost some steam yeah, you know, they're like ice cream trucks, or you know, uh, th these kind of vestiges of uh, a simpler time, a much simpler time. Not necessarily a better time, but a simpler time. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll give yeah. you that. And and well, the thing I love about arcades is that you can either go to purely just have fun with the games that they give you, which is you know stuff like. Uh, Stuff like Pac-Man or stuff like uh, uh, like any car racing Some game. Some of the other games. I exactly. This or you can go to 
just get tickets and buy a completely overpriced teddy bear in the uh, price section, which I was thinking more like a pencil or like a like a silly band or a, something. A teddy bear if you can afford one with your tickets or a, no I got a notebook, notebook, right? Once. Exactly. So that's always fun to try to just get as many tickets as you can, and that's why Smoke and Token is my number five because it's you're guaranteed. Yeah, you're pretty much guaranteed to get some sort of or some amount of tickets. Now it varies on how many you get. The thing is, there is that slight chance that you just don't make your you don't land it in the right spot, and your coin just goes to nothing, and you only get like one ticket, but Oftentimes, I've seen out of all the other kind of chance-based games, Smoke and Token, at least for me, has been very successful. Um, and I've gotten the pretty good yeah, amount. I've know, gotten the jackpot. There's that thin veneer of having a chance that yes. really the best arcade games can kind of draw out. Uh, I also have to love the sound effect. It goes like woohoo or something. That's right. That's right. Yes. Uh, assuming the machine isn't broken, I, I feel like that smoke and token is one of the, uh, you know, one of the arcade ga games that's just perpetually broken. Um, no, you're right. You're right. You there, know, I've I've seen it just broken like on many occasions. Kind of side to side motion. I feel like yeah, it would be kind of hard to. It's ancient. It's age. Uh, what was your number four, Ron? Okay, so my number four. Um, this is a. This could be a classic, I guess, for um, Gen Z people, but uh, the Star Wars trilogy arcade. Oh, uh, number four. Oh yeah, so it is my number four. Um, maybe so. Actually, at least it got into your top five. Yeah, I'll give you credit for that. But number four. I, I think it. I mean, for me. And and definitely for you because we are big Star Wars fans. Um, uh, two it, it two made, Star Wars arcade games made my top five. Well, there you go. But I I think it was inevitable it was going to go on my number or my top five. I just I'm not comfortable with putting it in my top three. I'm I'm really we'll we'll have to see what your top three is, man. Yeah, I I think these these next three are better, but but yeah, the, Star Wars. Trilogy Arcade, I'm, I'm more than happy to extol the virtues of that particular game. It's it's amazing. Uh, so, basically, it's kind of like this uh, uh, joystick-based game. It's an arcade shooter. Yeah, you it's know, an arcade what, shooter. Let's call it what it is, right? So, it, the settings are, you got Endor, Hoth. And Yavin 4. And Yavin 4, yep. that's right. And, Death Star. And you can play in any three of the base... Uh, any three of those settings um and it's just it's a really good game um i feel like it was kind of ahead of its time when it came out uh for star wars based games um because mind you we we never grew up with a playstation or or xbox so i, I can see that there might not be as big of an appeal for a lot of people who played it in arcades if they already had kind of a console based system but um, for us, like this was kind of our only kind of experience with um, a Star Wars game that wasn't just on like a DS or a, or a Game Boy. Um, it was much more advanced, at least in my eyes. Yeah, f fans of uh, fans of Star Wars Battlefront, you know, they they probably look at uh, you know the Star Wars trilogy arcade as kind of a joke, right? Yeah, you know, it, yeah. It, it's sort of 
uh, you know, the graphics are choppy. Uh, the joystick is broken half of the time. So, like, true, you, you want to aim it to the... You want to, like, steer left or something. And that's the thing. You can't really steer. What happens... The, the strange thing about it is that you, when you aim the joystick, it's not like you're able to fly around in space. Instead, it only allows you to move your target around a screen that basically just shifts to wherever you need to shoot at. Um, and it depends on what you're shooting. You could shoot down TIE Fighters. You could shoot down Wampas uh, yeah. in the Hoff level. Uh, you can even shoot down Ewoks, you sick bastards, anyway. That uh, is... Oh, God. Oh, yeah, no, you, yeah, that was everything. You could go light side or dark side. Light side mm. meant, uh, you know, obviously killing Stormtroopers and TIE Fighters and whatever. Uh, dark side <laughs> trying you to murder shoot Ewoks. Anything else besides what you're really ostensibly supposed to shoot. So uh, fleeing rebels at Hoth or uh, Ewoks running away from stormtroopers in Endor, uh, you get the idea. Um, I don't condone mass murder, especially of Ewoks, but you know, just to have that versatility and those options, that's incredible in itself. You know, uh, ahead of its time. You know, much like the Force Unleashed games that gave you that option to either go full light side or dark side. You know, Star Wars trilogy arcade. Was a really great game, and uh, yeah, well, um, it's higher on my list. I'll be honest. That's fair. That's fair. What what is your number four? Though? Yeah, so I'll tell you my number four. It is Fast and Furious Supercars. Oh, now, let me tell you something, folks. I really could not differentiate. I had to look for a long while to figure out: <laughs> is it Fast and Furious Supercars? Is it Fast and Furious Car? Is it Need for Speed Racing? Is it that weird Japanese version that? doesn't have nitro or anything oh that's right with the japanese yeah guy with those the, strange like man manga characters that's right yeah you know, i remember that lips. one yeah, yeah and, anyway my, my point is is that i i had to really dig to try and see but yeah fast and furious supercars uh it had everything it had uh you know the nitro boost you know it had uh you know questionably age appropriate no let's face it it, it featured scantily clad women which were probably oh. not oh just not really a good thing to put in a children's arcade. But, well, you know, you know, we don't know any uh, better, so... Uh, anyway, um, you know, it had indestructible physics, right? Where you could just crash right through. I remember that there was like a downtown level where you could just crash right through a building effectively and just clobber anything out of your way. And, you know, assuming you were even going fast... There was no reverse on this uh, Fast and Furious Supercars game. There was no... Uh, gear shifting, although uh, that was because I was I, I really didn't know how to manually shift gears. I never won any of those games, I'll be honest. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it was just a really solid game out of, you know, just a generic grab bag of car games. And, you know, all of those arguably are sort of, you know, collectively number four in my mind, right? Uh, just a really, you know, solid experience. And again, you know, for somebody who's played Forza or somebody who's played Gran Turismo or something like that, you know, an arcade game like that, that it's kind of a joke, right? But for somebody who, again, uh, never had a console at home, uh, you know, being able to race a car like that with a careless abandon, I mean, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was basically, it was either going to be that or Autopia. You know? Yeah. And, uh, Autopia, you can't even, you can't even leave the track. So. And I was about to say, you know, besides uh, Autopia or any other amusement park that offers kind of 
this uh, driving experience. Legoland Driving kid. School. Exactly. Le- like Legoland Driving You'd be School. you in serious trouble in the Legoland Driving School if you tried driving like uh, you could drive in Fast and Furious Supercars. Well, that's true. But I, I, I will say that besides that and your, your driving-based games in the arcade, you know, you don't get too many experiences at the wheel. So when I started driving, I mean, I was just instantly reminded of those car-based video ga- arcade games and, you know, my experiences at, occasionally at Autopia in Disneyland, right? It's, it's just, it's really cool how it is kind of that setup that you don't get even with a console or or uh, playing on your phone like you you get that driving wheel experience like you're you're actually driving so that's that's a good choice um i will say though um i i want to i want to give give this uh give this uh shout out is the i don't know what it's called but it's the the car based game that's that has like nascar and uh I don't know if you remember it. It was oh, at yeah. ESPN Sports Zone just or whatever. Just straight up NASCAR racer. Uh, that's how we learned about some Na- You know, I'm not a fan of NASCAR really, but that's how I learned about a couple of their their top racers, like Jeff Gordon or the dude from Home, sponsored by Home Depot. That was uh, Tony was, Stewart, my friend. That's right, Tony Stewart. Um, you know, it just kind of opened up my eyes to. A different sport can you call it not really you know uh, i guess i it's actually that's up for another debate yeah i mean as a general as a i, I hope we get you know on the show to do uh an episode about cars or about uh you know motorsports or whatever uh I'm definitely uh definitely got a lot to say about all that uh nascar gets a bad rap you know especially from fans of like f1 or like gt uh racing but it takes a, a tremendous amount of skill to go at, you know, 180, 200 miles per hour, wheel to wheel, and not, like, yeah. basically shit your pants. I mean, uh, it's just flat out speed, really. And even though you're only, you know, driving one direction, you know, making, you know, the, the endless endless turns around an oval, basically, right? Uh it still does take a, a lot a lot more skill than uh, you know some other quarters might give it credit for. Anyway, uh, we're moving on. Uh, that was my number four. Um, I'll give you my number three. Yeah. Yep. All right. So uh, number three, another racing game, but this one, uh, folks, is the first of two Star Wars games. That's right. It's the Star Wars Racer Arcade, and which one is that? Uh, this is a very this is an arcade game from a very specific time period. It came out in uh, the year two thousand to coincide uh, almost as a promotion with the Phantom Menace, and capitalized on arguably the Phantom Menace best scene besides, of course, Duel of the Fates between Darth Maul, Qui Gon, and Obi Wan Kenobi. That's right, the pod racing scene. Mm. So uh, Star Wars Racer Arcade was basically. An arcade game where you got to be a pod racer, and the reason why it took number three on my list at least was, uh, you know, in addition to just being you know like a standard racing game, uh, really unique controls, right? Uh, you got two levers basically where you could push, um, you know, your right lever or your left lever, and the pod racer would basically turn or go forward or brake based on those lever controls, uh, and you know, just completely unlike. 
uh, any other racing game in that in that kind of way, in the way that you could actually control uh, your own pod racer. Uh, you had several options for different aliens or characters that you could play with, different tracks and whatever. Uh, again, not a game I was very good at, but always one where I just immediately gravitated towards. And uh, definitely, uh, you know, arguably the, you know, one of the kind of games where, uh, you know, we're starting to move beyond the console now, right? You can't really replicate, uh, you know, the control mechanism there uh, on, um, you know, on a console. So, uh, yeah, Star Wars Racer Arcade definitely uh, took my uh, number three spot pretty handily. It was... Um... It was kind of similar. I, I I think I was looking this up on uh, the Apple Store or the the App Store on my Mac, and um, I think either that or Steam. But there is a Pod Racing app that you can download on your computer. It's one of the top sellers. Um, it is exactly that. Only you don't have as much as much immersion as you know in the arcade. I'm sorry. It's on your computer or on your phone. You, you can download it on your computer. I, I'm sure there's one on your phone, too. You but see, it, it's interesting, though, right? Because it's like, again, in order to control it, you're either pressing a button or maybe you're moving yeah. a joystick forward or a folding joystick on your phone. Uh, you know, you actually have, like, physical, like, exactly. you, know, um, you know, levers or, or joystick sort of controls. Not joystick. Uh, you know, check it out. Star Wars Racer Arcade. Uh, maybe you've seen it around. Uh, it was just a great game. It was, it was, um, and I again, I, I too was not that good at it, but it was fun nonetheless. Um, so you're gonna, you're gonna, uh, folks on on the show, you're gonna hear just a lot of us kind of underestimating our own abilities and or undercutting our own picks uh, well, for no apparent reason. Well, yeah, I may may uh, give credit where credit is due to my uh, number one, but. You know, well, yeah, good luck. We'll with see. That. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I already know what your number one is. All right, my number three, though. Yeah, okay. You don't know what three. my number three is. Uh, my no, number three is air hockey. Uh, Very good. Not sure if that's on your list, but air hockey. Oh, it is most definitely on my list. Too. There you go. Uh, the viewers could, or the listeners could probably guess where the uh, viewers Freudian slip. <laughs> uh, the listeners could probably tell uh, with only two slots remaining. Uh, that one of the, it has to be ranked pretty highly for me as well. Yeah, but air I mean, hockey number three. Air hockey's great. Um, it it you have to have someone else there. You you can't play really? air hockey by yourself. It's just not possible. Um, hey, you know you just you know I I I've um, you know I've been a, always been a big fan of just inserting a coin in, you know, letting it run, and then just you know running back and forth scoring goals. So, so you're like that that dude from the Pixar short, the chess guy. You remember that that chess chess Pixar Jerry's short? game, of course. Yeah, Jerry's game. That, yeah, I've Jerry, that's you. I've Jerry's gamed the air hockey table more times than I can count. Well, and that, everybody that's would impressive. look at me. Everybody would look at me kind of funny because <laughs> like I'd just be like I I'd, I'd just be you know pinging against the lawn. You know, once there was this kid who was like, you know, mommy, you know, why can't we play this game? You know, why? And, and, and the mom, and the mom, she went up to me and she's like, hey, you know, can can my son Jimmy can can he play with you? And I told her no. I was just about to I was, say I was playing it. I was playing it the way I the way I'd argue the air hockey has always been meant to be played. I, I was alone. Just- with your own thoughts and with your own feelings. I was just about to say, you know, I, I could imagine, like, 
two, you know, two younger versions of ourselves, two younger, two young brothers just waiting to get a game in, and they see this this twenty one year old man facing himself running back and forth, um, air hockey. So uh, yeah, I, you know, nothing wrong with that. There, there's nothing wrong with that, and and, and honestly, that's that's quite the workout. That is wow. I, I never I never you, thought about it that I, way. I'm a, I'm afraid to say that I fabricated that story. Uh, oh, I I, don't. I I can't guarantee that everything that I say on this show is going to be a hundred percent truthful all the time. Well, you know what I, coming from you, that 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 uh that seemed realistic. You know, Thanks. I could see that. That that's a compliment. <laughs> you can see it. Happen. You know what? <laughs> I I mean it's it's a good workout and it, it's it's a creative way. The thing is. A creative way of, of playing it. Um, the thing is, it it's it's a multi-dimensional game. You know. What do you mean multi-dimensional? You can play it however however you want. You can set your own rules. It could be the first to make the the first person to make a shot. You know, and you don't have to abide by the rules of of the hockey game. Well, then you you're know? just wasting money. I thought I thought <laughs> with the smoke and token, you were all about the value. But now you're just saying, oh, you know, one shot in. I'm not saying that that's how I play it. I'm just saying someone could theoretically waste a dollar to do that. If they want, you know. In a racing game, you, you just know, You know, <laughs> you could just take both of the, you know, both of the pucks or uh, both of the, uh, exactly. what, what do you even call those anyway? The, the I bumpers? don't know. The bumpers, you know, the, the bumper the thing, pucks. The thing let's that, let's yeah. call it bumper pucks. Whatever, right? You t- you know, one guy gets both of the bumpers, and the other guy gets his bare hands. Oh, oh <laughs> just no. a game like that. You know what? I will. That is one of the most painful. We, we things. called out what we called out a uh, you know the um, the power play. You know, yeah, it's like hockey, where it's like you know if you come in a if you commit a grievous error, like you know putting your uh, uh, you know putting your uh, I still don't I don't still don't know what to call those actually the, the pucker bumps. The bumpers, whatever. Oh, yeah, sorry, the, the bumper pucks. I'm just calling them bumpers. Yeah, if you if you commit the egregious error of putting your bumper over the halfway line, then it's a power play where you have to give <laughs> up your bumper to the other band. I really like that idea. And then have to defend it with your bare hands. That's, that's a great idea. That That's also very just, just so painful when, you're, when your hand kind of slips off that, that, that uh, bumper puck and... The, the the puck hits your like your finger or your pinky oh, or whatever it's, it's the bad. tips of your finger. It's bad. That is so painful, and it, I it, yeah, it's, it, it's got to be it's it's got to be somewhere between stubbing your toe on the side of your bed and taking a razor scooter to the. There shape. we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, great great analogies. Um, were, were you more of a a, a a straight shooter or or more of a bank shot kind of guy? In uh, air hockey, that's a I great kind, question. I, kind of I think I was more of a straight shooter. When the opportunity presents itself, straight shooter. But mostly, I would set up my play plays through the bank. The bank is always open. It is. It is. The bank is always open. Um. So I'm going to move on to my number two. Number two. Let's hear it. Ski ball. Ski ball. Classic. Number two. Classic. You're gonna love my. Uh, you're gonna love my honorable mention. Oh no way! It didn't even make your top five. No, it didn't. That that's shameful because skee ball. You know how I was talking about how smoke and token is 
you just play to get tickets. Like, skee-ball, at least for most arcades, you get the entertainment value and you get the ticket value. Like, it's a game in itself. Smoke and token, you just plop in the coin, takes like a sec, literally one or two seconds. But skee-ball, it's a long-lasting game. You can get a lot of tickets through it. And it's just fun. It's it's nothing like I've ever seen before. It's kind of like, it's it's a better version of of the beanbag toss. I, I think I'll be singing uh, cornhole. You mean? Uh, I think I'll or be cornhole. Sing, yeah. I, I think I'll be singing uh, skee balls praises a bit more during my honorable mentions. But uh, yeah, a re- really solid pick for number two. Yeah, it's a it's a great game. I don't think there's much more to be said about it. Um, it's it's. It's classic, but it's also been modernized, and I've seen a lot oh, of different uh, themes. It's, uh, it's timeless. Yeah, it's great. What's uh, yeah, how about we go to your number two? Yeah, my number two, and then we'll uh, be wrapping up the show here soon. But anyway, uh, my number two, the Hot Flash Air Hockey Table. Um, and I had to look. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, folks, I had to look. Okay, you know, I had to search and search for exactly what... What it was the hot the specific brand apparently Hot Flash has the air hockey market cornered in uh you know in, in the arcade bu- in the okay, arcade I did not know business. that but, but yeah Hot Flash basically it's the iconic blue kind of surface with the yellow puck yeah that's right and, that's right you know it's just kind of like glowing with radioactive nineties <laughs> energy. Basically, uh, it's great. It's just and and yeah, again, you know, just just a timeless game. I, uh, mm. you know, um, you know, we were singing uh, air hockey's uh, praises a little bit earlier. Um, definitely for all the reasons we already mentioned before. Uh, I took my number two spot. But anyway, uh, let's move on to our honorable mentions and dishonorable mentions before moving on to our number one picks. Uh, so my honorable mention was ski ball. What do you know? There we go. Uh, you know, invented in 1908, and uh, apparently, look it up on the uh, Wikipedia page, folks. Uh, involving not one but two unexpected deaths in the course of its uh, what research the heck? and development. How? Uh, ski ball. Cause of death. You know, how? honestly, the Wikipedia page just said. One of them died unexpectedly, and another guy <laughs> took over. And then, like twenty or thirty years later, this all happened like, like you know, turn of the century, you know, nineteen hundreds to like nineteen, like you know, thirties maybe, right? Another guy died unexpectedly. Wow! And apparently, one of, they had to stop production of ski ball in order to like contribute to the war effort or something. It's a wild story, but yeah, ski ball. Don't don't you know, believe any everything that you read on Wikipedia. This is fair. This is true, <laughs> but you know, I, like why else would somebody just write it? Why why else would somebody writing and curating the ski ball Wikipedia page just put in these extraneous? That's details? true. Anyway, uh, it's a great game. I also just really love the material that the ski ball is made out yes, of. I don't know yes. if it's plastic or like some kind of wood. Yeah. Kind of substance, uh, it's great. Uh, I also don't think I've ever hit the one hundred. Uh, You're kidding. The wall one hundred mark. Really? No. I mean, it's it's the corner. Yeah, it's it's the uh, it's the baseline jumper of the. Uh, no, a baseline jumper is actually a decent shot. In corner basketball. three? No, I don't know. Half court, 
half court shot maybe half court heave it's the mid-range jumper of of the it's the contested mid-range jumper of the uh ski ball pantheon i just can't do it you usually when i when i get those corner shots they're they're just random like i'm not shooting for them or aiming for them but they just happen so magic it is magic uh my honorable mention uh i actually have two i'm not going to take too much time to explain them but Capcom, Capcom Street Fighter, um, that's going to be yeah, one of my honorable mentions. You know, we're gonna get, and, uh, we might get a lot of flack from the listeners for not listing anything like that, like yeah. Time Crisis, yeah. like... Pac-Man, honestly. You didn't have Pac... Oh, I, I think we messed up. This is so awkward, I, I, but I, I just... I thought you were going to put Pac-Man on to pander to the audience. I, I put Street Fighter. You know what? I, I I don't know what more you can want. I feel like Pac-Man is self-explanatory. I, can already, I, can I don't already, even need to put it geez. in my honorable mention for it to I, I be can already, yeah, special. I, I can already see the comment section now. This guy this guy put Star Wars Racer on. Well, well wait, 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 till you, uh, wait till you hear my number two honorable mention, which is Guitar Hero. Ha-ha. Great game. <laughs> you, you just you just chuckled, dude. Ha ha. Guitar Hero. Um, you know one of the one of the kind of series of games where arcades started to rapidly figure out. Okay, if if video games are so popular, why don't we just convert the video games into arcade games? While failing to realize that the reason why we play our video games is that once you bought them, you're done. You just you can just yes. keep playing them. That was kind of the golden age before you got freemium games or sort of yeah. uh, loot boxes, etc. But there used to be a time where you could just buy the game and it was its own self-contained thing. Yeah. Well, that that's exactly why Guitar Hero is my honor made my honorable mention list. It's because, as we know, Guitar Hero is discontinued. And as just the original Wii console becomes more obsolete... It's very hard to find Guitar Hero anywhere. It's a diamond a dozen. Well, um, except in an arcade, but even then, you know, what are the odds that the arcade even has that particular machine? Uh, circus, way. Circus, Las Vegas, go there, you'll see like seven empty Guitar Hero Hero machines. Um, <laughs> I wasn't willing to pay the extra buck. You know, to it, play really, it, but... it really, it really speaks to the popularity <laughs> of it that there were seven empty machines allegedly, <laughs> and you weren't even willing to part with a single dollar to play one of them. It How was... did this make your honorable mentions again? It's not on my top five, but I think it deserves an honorable mention because it's such a great game that's been preserved, not in a museum, but in a living arcade so that i it's, think it's a little shameful deserves, comparing arcades to museums that. at this point but all right uh dishonorable mention what was yours uh so this might seem almost almost like a contradiction but my dishonorable mention is uh any like app-based arcade game that is fruit ninja fruit ninja uh, temple run I think did they have an Angry Birds version? Angry Birds, yes. Maybe. Um, the thing is, I. But okay, I will qualify this and say, but not Flappy Bird. Um, there was a the, Flappy Bird. Version. Yeah, yeah, there was. And here's the thing. That just sounds painful. I mean, I love Flappy like Bird. Like ha- having to. My pay- high score is over two hundred, so I I could just rack up t- 
ticket. Look out, we got a badass over here. I I don't want to flex too hard, but Flappy Bird, I've wasted how, so many how hours. How could on anybody? Flappy Bird. I, I know, but it's already so hard to just play on your phone. How could anybody pay each time to fail again and well, again? Well, if you're good at it, you, you get you get coin or you get tickets, you know? I mean, I, you know, you, you got to really hand it to some of the game designers to just keep. Like, like the the number one, the pinnacle of arcade games, at least from an engineering standpoint, has to be getting somebody to continue inserting <laughs> coins well after they've already lost everything, mm. right? Yeah, it's it's gambling, like for kids. Yeah, which it's that's a great way to mention my dishonorable mention, unless you have more to say about Flappy Bird and your. Well, I I want to say uh, well, Flappy Bird skill at it. I Flappy Bird is. Is an exception, but any app-based game, I I say it's dishonorable because, again, you can play it on your phone or it, it's and the thing about the what differentiates it's it from not a good value a car game like Dean said or the Pod Racer is that it's essentially a lot of them, especially Fruit Ninja, it's just a bigger screen. That's all it is. It's the exact same game, kind of like your monitor. Okay, that? you know what? Uh, I have a very <laughs> great value yeah. monitor for only one hundred thirty dollars. I I don't think we're sponsored he, by the company, so I'm what, not going to say he's another monitor and a wide just look up the number. Just look up the number two spot on best monitors on Amazon now. And also, by the way, I do not have any keyboard. I'm not going to buy a rainbow keyboard, but I will buy a keyboard soon. I ain't saying anything. Um, but, anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I just yeah, I Flappy yeah, Bird. It's it's extinct from the App Store, so that's why it should be. It got taken. Wow, jeez. Yeah, you well, didn't know that was like that was I had a whole, no idea. Well, you, I guess you didn't. Play I, I never played it, so it's it's off the App Store. That's why it it should be an exception. Well, my dishonorable mention, uh, you know sort of the epitome of throwing your money away. We talked a lot about value earlier. Yeah, it's the big bass wheel. Uh, you know, the, the big the big bass wheel, it, it's, it's a swap machine. It's literally a swap machine. There's not even the veneer of skill <laughs> hoisted upon it. It is, it is a straight-up swap machine. And it's unbelievable to me that they could just... It's in every arcade. I've never seen anybody spin it. Right, uh, it's an insult to fishermen everywhere because even though it purports <laughs> to support, you know, fishing culture by having you know the a largemouth bass or whatever on it, uh, there's no skill involved. There's it's instant gratification. There's no patience in terms of like, oh, you know, what's no, it, it's just insert coin, spin the wheel, and bada bing, bada boom. Well, you know. You, you get like five tickets. I mean, can I can I just interject here? I believe me, I was all on board with everything you just said um, until I went to GameWorks in Las Vegas. Um, so I went to GameWorks and they had this. Uh, they had the the bass, whatever it's called, the bass wheel, right? The big I, bass wheel. The big bass wheel. I spun it and I got the jackpot. And from and and not only did I get a thousand tickets, it was it was a, a double night or whatever. So they they increased your ticket earnings 
by 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 uh by fifty percent. You, so you I, sound like a you sound like a lottery winner who was convinced that this gas station has it. This gas station just ha you know, it just has my scratch offs. Yeah, yeah. Well Sorry, I said fifty percent. I meant a hundred percent. As a lottery winner, I'm, I'm talking. I'm not talking the mega millions here, people. But I'm, I li- I'm talking like the. I literally won two thousand tickets from that damn game. And how and, mu- and what did you? What did you redeem for your two thousand tickets? I, I I will admit that is pretty impressive. Smiles pillow, um, who now resides in my car. Did you? Did you, you know won- this? That's team? how you I won don't... smiles. Yeah. I literally won it from that that machine, and from and smiles is smiles is this emoji pillow with this tongue sticking out. He's a uh, great value for for the one dollar that I spent spinning that wheel. So I'm eternally grateful for that game. So it was it was almost going to make my top five in place of smoke and token, but unbelievable. But I think that was just a lucky chance. So I well, I can't. Uh, that's the point. Like yeah. how many other times have you spun that wheel? Probably like All right. a what, couple what's, dozen. What's, yeah. Let's wrap it up here. All right. What's your I'm, number one? Number one, Star Wars Trilogy Arcade. Yeah. What else could it possibly be? Um, Ryan already did a great job, you know, going over just what it is. I will add, you know, those kind of bonus moments too, where you got to duel Darth Vader, or you got to uh, cast Boba Fett back into the pit of uh, pit of Sarlacc. Mm, yeah, fantastic time. Um, you know, ten out of ten. It's a masterpiece. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it, it really made you feel like Spider Man. I mean, it really made you feel like Spider Man. Okay, <laughs> well, Skywalker. fake fan. <laughs> All right, we're, we're we're gonna go with uh, my number one, which is the basketball hoops game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, you know, I I didn't want to ruin it, but like. It's so predictable. It if you have, know me, it's so predi- it, it, predictable. Yeah, and, and it didn't it didn't even come close to my top five <laughs> because let me tell you something, folks. The number of not uh, I I urge you if if you think you're better than this guy at basketball to step away slowly. Well, the bas- because the basketball hoops game, like uh, on the court, I'm like. No, no, average, yeah, but no, no I'm average, talking right? about the game, the arcade I'm game. I'm about obsessive about. I remember. I, I think I, I faced you with like two people, like me and a friend once, both of us shooting, and we couldn't take you down. It was yeah. It was yep. just unbelievable. I mean, not to toot my own horn. It's a blowout. Um, it's just it's too easy. But here's the thing I love about the game, and again, I'll I'll keep going back to this point of like, okay, you can, you know, these other games you can just do in a different setting. Um, sure, you can play basketball in any hoop, right? But the thing that differentiates the arcade-based basketball game is that there's a low ceiling, typically. So the reason why I'm so good at it somehow is because my shot has no arc to it at all, which makes somehow, it does kind of make it sometimes when I'm playing real basketball, Kind of rim out, you know, back rim. But it's like, you know, it's not the most ideal shot. It's ugly, I will admit it. But in in an arcade setting, that is exactly what you want. You want the lowest arcing shot you can possibly It's it's by far the most efficient. It is the most efficient. So then, because of that, 
it's just it works out so well i can use a bank i can just try to swish it it doesn't matter usually it does go in because of my 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 disgustingly low arc um so or you know I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see Derek Fisher on one of those games. Exactly. Just you know, Derek... it up above above the cage. Yeah, no, Derek Fisher would... having to call the attendants to try and retrieve the ball. Derek Fisher would whoop my ass in a one-on-one, but I think I could put up a good fight in, in the uh, the arcade game. So The great equalizer. So uh, with that, uh, I guess we'll, we'll go with uh, a quick recap of our uh, top five. So my number five was Smoke and Token. Number four, Star Wars Trilogy Arcade. Number three, Air Hockey. Number two, Ski Ball. And number one, Basketball Hoops. And for my top five, I had number five, Stacker. Number four, Fast and Furious Supercars. Number three, Star Wars Racer Arcade. Number two, Hot Flash Air Hockey. And number one, the Star Wars Trilogy Arcade. And with that, thank you all for listening. My name is Ryan. And my name is Dean. And this has been yet another top five list brought to you by Chen Bros and Company. Thanks for tuning in.